Hey, you're on Facebook, right? Yeah, so am I, and so are 2.32 billion monthly active users around the world. And these are statistics from the 30th of January 2019, aggregating data up to the 31st of December 2018. This is from the Facebook Investor Relations data on newsroom.fb.com. And this company, Facebook, which we all know, has 35,587 employees across offices from Amsterdam, Auckland, Bangkok, Berlin, Bogota, Brussels, all the way to the end of the alphabet, including Tel Aviv, Tokyo, Toronto, Vancouver, Warsaw, Zurich, and so on. Why am I telling you this? Well, because today's guest is responsible for all training at Facebook outside of the US. This is episode 31 of the podcast. Thanks for your time today. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, thanks for stopping by. This is the podcast for training business owners around the world. If you're a regular guest to the show, thanks for your time once more this week. If you're new to the show, this is the show for you as a training business owner, helping you to start to grow and to scale your training business. Now, as I said, you may be new to the show, and if that's the case, each week we do typically one of two things. We either have a solo show where I'm talking about a particular topic relevant and helpful, hopefully, to your training business. And now and again, we have some guests on the show, and this week is a guest episode. As I said in the preamble before the music, Jeff Turner is our guest today, and he is the International Learning and Development Director at Facebook. Now, as I said, he is responsible for all of the offices, 47 offices that Facebook has around the world in the sphere of training or learning and development. And today's a kind of an exclusive episode because Jeff is now telling us that he's taking his years of experience running learning and development outside of America for Facebook, which is a $511.44 billion business, helping high-performance teams, and he's about to start his own training business. So on today's episode, he's going to tell us what's prompted his move, what he feels is missing in learning and development in general across industry, and how he plans to help organizations to create high-performing teams. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Mark. You are currently International Learning and Development Director at Facebook, responsible for all of learning and development outside of the U.S. at Facebook. What, what does your role entail exactly? So, um, yeah, we, we look after the learning and development for uh, EMEA, Latin America, and APAC. So, yeah, just about everything outside of uh, North America. And my role specifically, I get involved in the global strategy. So once a year, we pull together the global strategy, working with probably the best, most intelligent people I've ever worked with. Um, and I, I helped uh, to, to create that strategy. And then we implement and execute against that strategy in the different regions, um, taking into consideration some of the nuances and some of the differences that we have 
internationally compared to the US. Um, and, and, and basically what that means is I'm, I'm helping the team to understand the context. I'm helping them to focus on the most impactful things. And then, to be honest with you, Mark, I get the hell out of the way and, and let them do their stuff. Yeah, and, and how large is that uh, operation? I mean, how large is Facebook in terms of the uh, the responsibility you have? You're, you're dealing with the learning and development of, of how many people? Good. It changes every week, actually. We're recruiting every week, but it's around about 15,000 people. Right. Quite sizable. So you've led talent management at brands such as O2, the telecommunications company, and Time Warner, the media company. What started you on this track to get you to this point where you're now, as we've said, International Learning and Development Director at Facebook? Um, I was a, I was a pretty, well, I was an okay salesperson. I used to sell insurance many years ago. Um, what I found was I was great at opening sales, but really bad at closing them. Um, I, I believed that the relationship was more important than the sale. And even though I was pretty good, I, what, what I found was, and the feedback I got was I was better at explaining concepts and, and ideas um, than I was at selling products. And I went from selling products to becoming a sales trainer. And uh, from there, that took me into all different types of training, all different types of learning. And I, I made a few uh, career moves and I tried to be a project manager. Um, I tried a number of different um, uh, different roles. I was an operations manager as well. And to be honest with you, I think when you know what you're good at and you know what you're passionate about, you should really stay there. So for the last, I don't know, 15 years, I've been I've been doing this type of work. Right. So, so you've been a trainer, which is great because the people listening to this show are, of course, trainers. They're training business owners. And one of the things that they would like to know, I'm sure, is how do they, as training business providers, get to work with the brands, some of the brands that you've led, organizations like O2 and Time Warner? Because, you know, it's it's very prestigious to have those brands on your CV if you're able to tell other clients that you do work for these kinds of companies that can do wonderful things for your business. So where would someone go about, uh, or how would they go about getting in the door and establishing a working relationship with companies like a Facebook or O2, Time Warner and others. Yeah, and, and I get re- requests to meet, I'd say, dozens of people um, every three months. And I do my best to meet everybody. I like to be respectful. I've been on the other side as well. Like I say, I was a salesperson. So I, I think there's a couple of things. One is try and get referred. Um because by, by meeting somebody even for 30 minutes an hour, you still don't know how good they are. And it's unlikely that meeting somebody like myself, will you'll be able to to build enough credibility that they'll say, yes, we'll do business. So that I think if you can get referred by somebody that the person knows and trusts you, I think you, I think that's the first place to go. Okay. If you can't get referred, I would suggest that you offer to do something for free, um, which might go against your business model. But if again, if you're going to build that credibility, you're going to build that trust with a company, and um, that 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 it, to be honest, you meets that like say dozens of people. Um, I think you have to differentiate yourself. So so doing something pro bono, doing something where you can prove that you can have an impact and prove that your competence, I think, would be a really good thing. Um, be authentic. Um, there's too many people who show up uh, saying they can do everything, 
I, I got to be honest, it's unlikely they can. So think about the few things that you are really good at and just focus on those. I, I, I really am skeptical of people showing up saying I can do everything from time management to leadership development. It's like, really? Like, that's superb if you can, but I, don't, I, I probably don't I probably don't believe it. Um, and the last thing, Mark, is just learn about the company. You know, I've had people come in saying, oh, yeah, I've worked with engineers. Um but they didn't understand that we have software engineers and not um, and not uh, kind of construction engineers. Um, really, they've done that. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, learn about the company. I think is the the last one. Mm. So, so, so make an impactful approach. What about the things that uh, you know would would actually get your attention? Because, as you've said, there are lots of people looking for a meeting, looking for some kind of phone call. Um, what about the kinds of things that that would um, really stand out? What would make someone someone's email or someone's approach make you go, hmm, that's different, that's interesting, apart from the things you've said? I don't know, Mark, to be honest with you. I think they are the main things. Uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Emails are probably the wrong thing. We get thousands of emails. Um, a, cold, a cold email is, is probably not going to, it's not going to get very far, to be honest with you. Um, I think being referred by somebody that I would know or trust is 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 the best way. Yeah, I can. I think absolutely agree with that. Um, so you're currently, as we said, L and D director at Facebook for everything outside of North America, but we have a kind of a coup here in the sense that um, we're 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 uh, announcing what you're hoping to do next, and you have congratulations in advance taken the exciting decision to launch your own training brand so, so what has led you to the point where you now feel it's the right thing to do and you're ready to make that leap so um i've been in facebook eight and a half years um i have learned more here and i've learned anywhere else i'm i've been fortunate to work with some of the smartest people i've ever known um and it was interesting my my previous boss he when he left he said look you'll You'll know when it's time to, to leave. And and I felt that last year. And for the last, say, nine months, we've been working on a an exit strategy for me to to leave. Um and I want to bring some of the learnings that I've 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 had here to other companies. I, I do think that learning and development, I think we can do better, uh, perfectly honest you. And I think some of the learnings I have here will be worthwhile in other companies. Okay, so you, you said the last time we spoke before this call that you feel L&D, learning and development, has has an intrinsic problem and that that problem has existed for a while now. What is the challenge that you see? So this is my opinion, Mark, and absolutely willing to be challenged. But for me, a lot of learning and development functions focus on creating, designing and delivering um, workshops. And they're important. I get it. I really do. Um, they build foundational skills. They can even change uh, mindsets when they're done right. However, the the link between running workshops and business results is so difficult to measure that we end up measuring the learning outcomes. How many people attended? Were they happy? Did they think they implemented it? Did their manager think they implemented? And I, I, I be honest with you, I've never met a business leader who is really interested in those metrics. Um, but I, I I feel that a lot of L&D functions get stuck in that area. And by complete fortune, luck, over the last three years, we've been going after the most impact, impactful work. It wasn't a big strategy, but what we've done is that we've gone after 
real deep team development, um, which I believe is the door into the the sacred 70% on-the-job on learning, um, which has elevated L&D from people who run workshops to being a real business partner. Um, we get more requests to work with our senior leaders than we can deal with. We're never asked for return on investment because the leaders see the impact as they go through the process with us. So it's it's completely changed how we're viewed in the, in the organization. And that's often the case, isn't it? That um, learning and development struggles to find a place at the table, the strategic table, because it's seen as something not quite strategically important. Yes, but and I think I think people, I think we all know it's important. Um, I I believe that the measurement though is really is is too difficult. I've I've not known anyone actually fix the 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 measurement question, um, or they spend so much time measuring stuff that by the time they finished they've could have done four or five other things which would have been as impactful so um so what we like i say it wasn't a big strategy it was we were allowed to go after the most impactful work the feedback we got from our hr business partners and from our leaders was we want you get to get out of doing workshops and into working with us with our teams and you know that can take anything between three and 12 months to work through um uh, a team development um, assignment and like I say because the leaders go through it with their teams they can see the impact themselves. So the kind of work you're talking about here is probably grounded in interpersonal communication relationships between people professional relationships and what uh, what can actually accentuate the the quality of those relationships to the point where they're strategically beneficial that's my language obviously without obviously referring to some of the the challenges or or the work you've done within facebook what what would actually be a good comparison outside of facebook so that your brand your company can actually bring its approach its solutions to bear on problems which people listening to this will recognize? So I think there's a couple of things. One, I believe that teams and team performance is changing. Um, I believe teams are changing faster than they than they ever have. Um, and the models like Tuckman's models or Lencioni's models, which I think fabulous, but I do think they are less relevant because teams are changing so quickly that a linear process is difficult for teams to follow. Um, hope that makes sense but by the time for example you get to commitment there's a new leader or the team has changed or the direction has changed so therefore do you go, go back to build interest it it's it, it's much more cyclical now rather than linear um, because teams are changing so quickly we we have identified a number of times where we know that teams need help it's not every team needs help but there are certain times where we believe teams do so that's when there's a new leader or, or there's a number of changes in the team um it's when there is um cross-functional issues um caused a lot by uh, matrix management and and matrix organizations and teams that are in big transition um so if if your project you're working on is suddenly scrapped and you have to work on something else then how do you then bring the team around and then teams do fall into dysfunction um for whatever reason there could be a lack of trust it could be a lack of respect it could be a number of different things and what we found mark is that these things don't happen in isolation they, they often happen together you might have all four together um and then the other interesting one that we found the fifth one 
was really high performing teams and where the leader then is unsure where to take the team they ask for our help then so they are the five areas that we we focus on most with within within facebook okay so you're going to bring this um this this expertise uh, this knowledge of how to tackle these five typical challenges to the marketplace H- how do you think your brand will solve this in a way that someone listening to this or a a prospective customer might say, yeah, I get it. I understand. I'm, I'm able to recognize the diagnostics that need to be done to discover these challenges. What are you going to do to actually solve this for them? So what I want to do, Mark, I want to bring a framework, right? There's no right way of doing this work. There's no one way. There's no correct way. It's, it changes all the time. But what I want to do is bring a framework to learning and development professionals so that they can then become more impactful in their companies and elevate how L&D is seen. That is my mission, my purpose. I'm not sure whether I'll be able to do it or not, but that's, that's. I think it's time that learning and development professionals are at the top table. And if I'm honest, this is the only time where I've seen it. I haven't seen it anywhere else um, in any other company, not just the ones I'm in, but the people I talk to. Um, and I'm, as you can probably hear, I'm, I'm super passionate about it as well. So just one more time, give, give us those five challenges that you've diagnosed or, or seen to occur within organizations. We'll not mention them, obviously. Um, what are those five challenges so we can list them one more time for people listening? So they are, uh, if there is a new leader or change in uh, the, the team, um, a number of changes in the team. So new people entering the team, especially if it's a team leader. It's uh, teams in transition. So, for example, if they have a project um, that they're working on and, and that has changed dramatically, then helping them to reorientate and, and find their way. Cross-functional teams. Um, I think there, there are often issues in matrix organizations and making sure that cross-functional teams are working well together. Uh, teams that have become dysfunctional or teams that are in trouble for whatever reason, I think there is definitely... A number of teams that get stuck and we can help them to become unstuck. And the last one, interestingly, is high performing teams uh, where the leader is actually at the stage where they, they're not sure how to take their team to the next level. They actually say to us, how do we get to the next level? So helping those teams. The interesting thing with the first four is, is that they often happen together. Um so they don't happen in isolation, which makes it more complex. So we're basically welcoming you across to our side of the fence again. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going from corporate now into running your own training business. Have you a kind of a vision for how you're going to find your ideal customer? So you're going to obviously say, we've got a framework. Um, we see a need in the marketplace for this, organizations with these problems strategically. Um, how are you going to now from the perspective of your business, go about finding your ideal customer. I'm sure you've got uh, a network to die for, (laughs) a a book of contacts in learning and development, but how would you go about, do you feel right now, identifying that prospective customer for your business? So I'm going to put myself, uh, actually just talk about what I've just recommended to others, and that has to be through referral. So I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to be cold calling people. I don't think that's right. My ideal, I'm, I'm not even sure, Mark, what my ideal client is. Um, what I know is L&D people who are looking for change, who want to make more impact, 
were sick and tired of being seen as a second cousin to HR. That, that's a can of worms right there, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> uh, well, sorry, yeah. But I can, can recognise that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In every company I've been in, like L&D seemed to be sitting in the backseat of the HR car. And I'm not, I'm not sure it's the right place. I, I, I think we have... We have the opportunity to make massive impact. I just think we focus on the wrong things. Yeah, I mean, we're at the front line. We're the people who are literally talking to the people whom we want to change. We want them to change, and we're the people having that dialogue. So uh, our views have to count. Yes, and they can. I've seen it. But it's difficult, isn't it? Because as I've alluded to in other interviews with with guests, very often when things are tough, uh, one of the first things to be affected is the training and development budget within a company. Absolutely. And I, I believe that that's because that we we can only report on learning outcomes, which, which we cannot, re- it's really, really difficult to relate what we do if we, if we continually think about learning and development as workshops. We cannot make that link to the bottom line that's a great point people that we people know it's important but but it's so difficult to join the dots that to say we did this and this happened that that we like i say we, we report numbers however when you do the work i'm talking about i guarantee it will not be cancelled because what because the leaders are going through the process with you and you see the results changing so so it it's not the be all and end all, but we know this where we were at the start, and we know where we finished, and then we can measure that impact. Then, and obviously, it's the team that is doing the work. But without, we know that without our intervention, they probably would have stayed where they were, or even got worse. So you, you're quite confident um, in the success of this, the applicability or application of this, I should say. I'm absolutely confident. And and Mark, I, I just want to say that this was not a big strategy. This isn't like oh wow, we thought this up. This was this was pure going after the most impactful work, um, and and in Facebook we're allowed to do that. With like whatever you think is the biggest impact is, you should go after it. And I have I've seen it over the last three years. We like eighty percent of my te- team's work now is working with senior leaders. Um, we never get asked about return on investment, and we have more requests to deal with the more senior leaders than we can deal with. Um, it, the, I know, I've, I've seen it. Does that stray into coaching or is it is it still in, this, in the sphere of, of training only, the kind of work you're doing? It, it, it crosses a number of different, so there is no, so it, 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 it's, it's, it could be coaching, it could be coaching with a leader, it could be coaching with team members, it could be facilitation, it could be observation. So, th- so the beauty of this is that we we change whatever we need to do based on the situation. So we so we'll start on a what we say to a leader when we start is that we're going to start on a journey and we don't know where that journey is going to go. If you are not up for it, that's completely fine. But you, all we can guarantee is that one is going to take more work. It's not going to take less. And secondly, we will stay with you until things get better. And it might take. I, I worked with the team for fourteen months. And the things we were trying didn't work, but we kept trying until they did, and and we came out the other end. So it's it's not a it's it's not set in stone what we do, but it but what it does say is that we will get the outcome that they're looking for, and we will change and morph as we go through the journey. Is there something you think you could do yourself, or is there something you feel 
you will need to bring in other people as part of your brand to to serve a range of clients. Is this a one-man show, Jeff, or, or do you feel this is something you want to capitalize upon and build into a, a business with maybe, you know, operations outside of, of the States, UK, etc.? I don't know, Mark, to be honest. Um, my plan is to is to work on my own. Um, I don't I don't have a plan to build a big company. Um, however, I would say if there is a need for it and, um, and I can't fulfill that need, then it doesn't serve my mission to say, hey, listen, I'm going to stay as one person on my own. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. A- anyone who, whose model or business model you, you would emulate? Any kind of people? Uh, I'm thinking of uh, some really impressive people in, in the training business industry, like Octavius Black um, and others who are building really dynamic uh, learning and development or training business brands right now. Are the people who, who's, who might be your heroes, shall we say? The kinds of people you think, when I think of a successful person in the training business world, that person's name comes to mind. So I know Octavius, and I think he's doing a fabulous job. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not trying to copy anyone. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, what I'm trying to do is um, bring some of the, the knowledge and skills I've learned here to other people in L&D. Um, but, I, but I'm not, the idea is not to build a big company. So when you say bring it to L&D, uh, do you see your, your customers for this being L&D people per se, or are they uh, people with a company who might not be L&D, but they, 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 they recognize as leaders or owners uh, that uh, at the C-suite level there are problems, they want to bring someone in? Or, or do you see yourself always going through uh, L&D people as the entry into an organization? I think it's both, um, because... There are certain times where where internal people shouldn't do the work. Um, so my so my first priority would be to help the L and D people in a company to do the work. But there are, like I say, if they are not seen as neutral or they don't feel they are neutral. It, so, for example, if they are seen as linked to the leader rather than linked to the team, then they shouldn't do the work. Just curious, why is that? Um, because one of the biggest one of the biggest things we have to do in this work is is set a, a place where people feel safe to have conversations that they're unable to have. And if the facilitator, if the, if the L&D person isn't seen as neutral, then you will, you will still have people holding back. One of the biggest things, that, that one of the biggest benefits we have here is our reputation is spotless. So we, we never break confidentiality. Um, and we, we, we contract with the team. We never contract with the leader. And that's why there's a difference between the work we can do and our HR business partners um, because they are often, even if they're not uh, uh, linked with the leader, they are often seen as linked to the leader. Um, and that's why we can have it. We can come in from a different perspective and work with the team and contract with the team rather than contracting with the leader. Okay. Yeah. So, so what is your feeling, your gut feeling about this Um about the prospect now of, of fresh or new beginnings, about uh, leaping into the business world again, because we've all come through the corporate environment at some point, at least many of us have. I've been in and out, in and out, and um, I know what it's like, as you do, on both sides of the fence. Any, any feelings at the moment? It must be a mixture of excitement and others. What, what, what's going through your mind about the prospect of beginning a, a new business now and, and helping people outside of Facebook? I I have I flip flop. It's probably the best way of saying it. Um, That's honest. <laughs> um, there's there's moments of sheer excitement, 
and then there's moments of sheer dread. Um, uh, I, I, I've worked for the best company I've ever worked for. Um, I have fantastic colleagues and uh, friends. Um, and there's part of me that says, what are you doing? Why are you leaving? Um, and there's, then there's another part of me that says, you can bring some of this stuff to others. And and that's the exciting part. And I don't know is is the answer, Mark. I, like um, whether it works or not, I'm I'm not sure. Um, but I feel it's right. It's the right time for me to give it a try. And if I didn't try, I think I'd regret it. Yeah, it's it's um, as another podcast host I listen to says, uh, one of the goals of life is to have more oh wells than what ifs. <laughs> Love it. I quite like that. Definitely, yeah. Oh, well, I think. Yeah. So if we could fast forward a number of years, what does success look like for you over the next three years if things go to plan? I'm not saying you necessarily have a an actual step-by-step plan in place, but, um, you know, if there was a vision of what success would look like to you as you establish this training brand, what would that be, Jeff? I, I would love to have helped a number of companies. I, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight companies with the L&D teams and elevated those people to the same stature as my team has seen in Facebook. And I, I hope that doesn't sound arrogant. It's not meant as being arrogant, but I, I think that would be an amazing outcome for me uh, because, like I say, I think we, I, I don't think we're seen in the right place. I think we could be seen in a much better place. Any, any plans to do something beyond um, creating a company would you see yourself as um, doing something on the the speaker circuit or maybe writing a book, something which uh, encapsulates the framework in, in, a, in a way which people could, could license? I'm just thinking out loud here, what, what could you do or would you like to do beyond the, the concept of, you know, bringing you something, something more tangible or rather intangible than just you face-to-face with that company? Um, so I believe in playing to strengths, um, working to strengths, and and what, when I when when we talk about strengths in Facebook, we mean passions rather than competence. And writing is not a strength of mine; it's a complete and utter weakness. And therefore, I'm not going to write a book. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, That's that. Even the, even saying it brings out a sweat in me. And so okay. no, I'm definitely not going to write a book. Um, I do go on the speaker circuit and talk, but I I think this work is done best when we go deep and. Um, so I'm going to be running some workshops and I know I said, like, we don't want to be disparaging about workshops, but to build that core knowledge and skills, I'm going to be running workshops and followed up by coaching and then building a community of people who is, who are practicing this work, um, so that we can continually learn together. Now it's perhaps too soon or premature to ask you about a, a brand name, but it's something perhaps we can share with the audience at some point in the future, if you'd rather not divulge that now. Well, I, I, I have got one. Okay. Um, so, so my company is going to be called T Formation, which can stand for Team Formation or Transformation or any T you want to put in front of Formation. And I, I have a website. It's called myTformation.com, and I'm going to be putting things on there about my thoughts and how we hope to how we hope to get this um, up and running. Yeah. Okay. So, so is that something that's live right now? Or, or will be live at some point in the future? It's live. It's a little bit under construction. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, I think it, it, on there is uh, my philosophies about learning and development, my philosophies about this work. 
um, and details of the first workshop we're going to be running in June. And will that be uh, in the States or outside of the States? It's going to be in Dublin, in, in Dublin Island. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Of course, that's, that's where um, the EMEA headquarters of Facebook is. That's right. Europe, Middle East, Africa. Right. Okay. Wow. Well, that, that's exciting. That's, that's uh, an announcement to, to share with the training business community. Thank you. So apart from business, um, I understand you, you're, you're a serious golfer. Um, any, any goals there now that you have um, or are or will be in a position now that you're putting down the corporate cloak, if you will, corporate mantle, uh, to give yourself some time to, to attend to, to personal goals? Um, any great courses or uh, vacations on your list or things to do? besides the training business so definitely um i've haven't played as much golf. I, I love golf and haven't played as much as i would have liked to over the last number of years i've traveled quite a lot um i have always wanted to be a single figure handicap golfer i've i got down to 10 a number of years ago i'm back above that now so my one of my goals is to actually become a single figure handicap golfer and and to probably play a little bit in Spain. I, I really do like that warm weather golf. Um, Who doesn't? So that would be my, <laughs> yeah. my plan. Right. And you, you've played some nice courses in Ireland, I'm sure, as well. Um, Port Mo- yeah, Port Marnock or Killarney or Tralee, any of those? Um, all of those, actually. All um, of those, right. There's a, there's, a, there's a hidden gem on the West Coast called Enniscrone. Uh, if anybody oh, no. likes golf, it's amazing. Where's um, that? It's, uh, it's in County Clare. And um, it's on the West Coast. It's, um, like I say, it's a hidden gem. It's pretty cheap and it's it's a, a Lynx course and not many people know about it. What about outside of Ireland, uh, Pebble Beach? Uh, anything in the States? No, actually, no. I, uh, the, the only time I've really holidayed in the States is is Disney with my family. So I haven't played much golf in the States. Even when I was traveling over there, I'd never played. So, um, no, I think... That, I think uh, I think I'll stay closer to home. Right. <laughs> so hopefully you'll get a couple of weeks off now between um, your trans uh, your transition out of Facebook into your brand. Have you got some kind of downtime plan before you start the ball rolling after workshops? Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting, Mark. It's it's hard to like it'll be the first time in thirty four years I won't have a salary coming in. So it definitely will take some time, um, but I think I will continue to network talk to people um and just and yeah it's maybe slow down a little bit for the next couple of months but i'll still be i'll still be plugging away okay the workshop you've mentioned um will that be something which is accessible or available to members of the public or is there something which is an invitation list only no no it'll be it'll be open to the members of the public yeah okay um so what we might do is share details if there's a link that we can share to tell people about this event in Dublin in June and and what the agenda is and who'll be there and what's on, why they should come. Absolutely. Thank you. I'd appreciate it. Okay. And you also then have, as we said, that website, which I want to direct listeners to, which is www.myteformation.com. Okay. All right. So will we see at some point on there content uh, like blogs and, and videos and other things people can download? Definitely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So I've written one article in and put it on LinkedIn about my journey. Uh, if people want to read that, then um, that's a journey over the last three years that we've made towards um, real team development. And, and this, I'm not talking about offsites and one-offs. This is like months of work. Um, but yeah, as as we 
do more of this work as we get more people involved then yeah we'll we'll get more videos blogs ideas on there definitely okay so i'm going to provide all of those links to uh for listeners in the show notes any final thoughts then as you sign off from facebook it must must be a a lot of accomplishment a feeling of accomplishment but also as you alluded to a little bit of of dread about stepping outside the corporate boundaries because you know you're talking to right now not just me but people listening to this are a lot of people who have probably been where you are not to the same height maybe the same degree but certainly people who can recognize the thoughts how are you dealing with that in mentally in terms of you know that 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 internal dialogue you're having about giving yourself the thoughts that the the kind of positive affirmations to keep yourself focused on what really is a, a very bright future i think you should know the people to talk to um i have colleagues ex-colleagues who've done a similar thing they've been great help to me um my wife is super supportive, although she flip-flops as well. Uh, luckily, we don't flip-flop at the same time, otherwise I'd probably be staying. Um, but uh, I think it's surrounding yourself with people who you can trust, who will give you that honest feedback. If they if they thought that you were doing the wrong thing, you know they would tell you. But um, I th- I, most people, everyone really has told me, I, now is the time to try it, you know. So I... I I'm the more that I, the closer I'm getting to leaving, the more I believe what they're saying that this is definitely the right thing to do, and the less I flip flop. Um, it's still going to be scary. I'm still going to learn a bunch, and maybe it's an oh well moment, but at least it's not a what if. Exactly, and and on that note, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on the program today. We wish you the very best of luck with your venture. Thank you, Mark. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for your time today, Jeff. If you're listening to the show, thank you for coming on the program, for giving us an insight into what you feel learning and development needs, and of course, a kind of exclusive as to what you're doing next. So we look forward to following your success story this year, 2019, and of course, into 2020 and beyond. And thanks to you, our listeners, for your listenership for another episode of the podcast this week. This is your show, so I look forward to hearing from you personally. You can contact me on markghays at gmail.com or, of course, via LinkedIn, because this helps me to steer the episodes in such a way that the information and the guests we have on the show are useful and valuable to you, helping you to start training business, to grow your training business, and to scale your training business successfully. You can check out the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course on the website. I look forward to your company again next Thursday. Until then, have a great training week. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.